am P.M. Kester, and welcome to the How to Take a Break podcast. This is a wellness-centered podcast presented by P.M. Kester Enterprises that examines the different types of breaks people take and why you need to incorporate breaks into your life. Let's start the episode. Hi, and welcome to another episode of How to Take a Break, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for this latest episode, and I am going to dive right in with the intros. Joining me is a former guest, Ms. Lauren Green, LGPC, is the host of the Mentally Whole podcast. Mentally Whole is a weekly podcast about mental health, price, personal development, and the tools to live our best lives. You last heard from Lauren on episode nine, how to take a break from fear. Loved it, it's one of my favorite episodes. And I am so honored to have her back to the show for this episode, how to take a break from seasonal depression. Welcome Lauren. Hey, I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to have you back as we get into this darkness of daylight saving time and all this other stuff <laughs> that's going on. I mean, this daylight saving time this year hit different. Like, I don't know what's going on with outside and the sun and Lord, but I'm tired at five o'clock. So. I'm trying to tell you, it's like this darkness is hitting differently. <laughs> this yeah. I think when I first noticed, I said, is it seven o'clock at night? Like, is it, is it past my bedtime? But no, it was like six o'clock. And I was like, oh. Exactly. You look around and I'm just like, it's time to go to sleep. And my daughter's like, it's 545. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is not time to go to bed <laughs> at all. I, I just don't know. But that's why we have you here. We're going to dive deep into some of that information. But first things first, it's a little housekeeping. Share with us a little bit more on your journey as an LGPC. I know last time I was on here, you broke down what the LGPC meant. So remind us of that and, and of your mental health background. Um, so the LGPC basically means, so once you get out of school, you apply to the Board of Counselors in Maryland, and once you get approved, you are a licensed graduate professional counselor, which means you still have to have a supervisor in like a weekly supervision meeting to talk about your cases, your clients, quality of your services, and things to do better. So you need about 3,000 hours after once you get your master's, but you can use your hours from when you were an intern. So that's good. that's good. The next couple of months, I will be applying for the final step because I'm almost there. Yes! Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Yeah, I haven't announced that to anyone. <laughs> you heard it here first. It's exclusive. exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> my friends and my mom because I'm very close with all of my supervision hours. So the next step would be to apply, but I'm really dreading applying because the application fee is like $300. So <laughs> I, just looked at it yes- I just looked at it yesterday and I was like, oh Lord. <sighs> yeah. $300. Okay. So y'all, if y'all listening, we're going to throw something towards the application fee for Christmas. Okay. Let's put it out there. <laughs> pray for me. Just pray. I'll believe. I'll believe it. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. And 
we're going to dig deep into why you're here, which is seasonal depression. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to kick things off. There is an article on CNN, How to Guard Against Seasonal Affective Disorder in the Pandemic's Winter Months, which I already reading it. It sounds ominous. Uh, (laughs) Just ominous, ominous, ominous. And basically the article is talking about how the the intersection of us being in a pandemic, for example, it says during the pandemic, people are already carrying a greater emotional load than usual. Although one of the best ways to prevent COVID-19 remains avoiding gatherings, following public health advice comes at a cost to mental health. And that's kind of why to bring you on here to just talk about that cost to mental health. And we're talking about this next question of what is seasonal depression and is there a difference between seasonal depression and regular general depression that people are always talking about? I think the biggest difference between regular depression and seasonal depression is that the onset or the start of your symptoms happen during a specific time of the year. So usually those symptoms happen during the fall and winter. And then your depressive symptoms kind of like, kind of like go away after the spring and summer. Um, Uh That's the major difference between, I mean, some people do have like seasonal depression in the summer, but it's kind of rare. It's not as rare. It's not as common as like the winter time in the fall. Which would make sense because it's dark and it's cold. It's dark. You know? <laughs> it's just dark, you know. We had a whole pre pre interview conversation about the darkness outside. Yeah, and I think, and I think that you know, people uh, fall into depression more in the winter because, like you said, it gets darker. It gets dark at like five o'clock. Summertime, it's dark at like nine o'clock. You know, we're losing like four hours of sunlight, so to speak. And I think less sunlight affects your mood a lot right a lot yeah it's true and there's like a lot of scientific studies with it and i can only imagine just like the cnr cnn article saying we've been in the house Mm -hmm. so much since march i was just looking of when we went on leave from my job and it was around march the 16th so imagine Mm -hmm. just kind of being stuck away from your normal routine for yeah. like all of these months and now we're having this time shift and it's getting darker at 5 15 it's getting cold outside mm-hmm. the health authorities public health officials are basically telling us that we can't be around family and friends for mm-hmm. thanksgiving so it's just like a pile on yeah during the holiday season mm-hmm. it is a pile on and you know the holidays and the winter usually we see an increase in mental health issues outside of just COVID, outside of COVID and everything else. Usually, normally, there's an increase in mental health issues in the wintertime already. So I imagine that now people in um, the counseling spectrum are just overloaded. Yes, we are overloaded and overlooked. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Overloaded and overlooked. I have, you know, most of my coworkers and myself, we have more referrals are coming in like every week. Just they just keep coming in and don't know when they're going to stop. So, with all of that, how are you guys taking a break to take care of yourselves with this onslaught 
after a certain time of the day, like after my last client, I kind of just shut down my work laptop and don't really look at it. Um, on my phone, I have Google Voice on my phone, so I put that on Do Not Disturb so I don't get any notifications. And sometimes I turn the notifications off as well. So sometimes even though it's on um, Do Not Disturb, I still see the notification. So sometimes I do turn off the notifications altogether on the weekends. Uh, I try to find something to do after work, after my last client, like cook or bake or watch TV. Uh-huh. Um, FaceTime my friends and family and call them. Right. Um, I know they in the house, so. <laughs> I, know I know, right? It's like, you better be on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I've done it with my family. I was like, that's the way you at. Oh, it passed. <laughs> I just go to the store like I know at the start of the pandemic so we I had telehealth maybe around March probably March 16th that week and for the first couple of weeks I didn't really go anywhere I was just in the house so I sometimes I just go to the store and just walk around Target because Target is a vibe it's a new don't get me started <laughs> Do not. That was one of the things. Once we started going out, because I mean, we were here. I have asthma, so we were very stringent in this household about going out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when we did go out and I took the kids out with me, that's where we went. And I mean, while we was out there dressed up, like we dressed up and everything, put the mask on and go walk around Target. I mean. <laughs> oh, and another, oh yeah, and another thing I did, I went, um, me and my friends would go walking at this park uh near my house the park is maybe like 20 minutes from where i live but the trail is like 2.5 miles so it takes like an hour i think like an hour or so to walk the trail we would go a couple days a week when it was warmer outside get some air in our lungs you know see the animals right and just get the sunlight and let it hit you i mean that that is a thing i even had to do that i would um go out i moved during the pandemic Oh, no. That's I know, which is crazy. Bananas. But it was good because I did. I was able to get more room. I now have like this huge um, yeah. deck or whatever and stuff like that. So I can actually sit outside <laughs> and enjoy myself. And so I do that in between phone calls sometimes. I just go outside. I have a little garden. I go look at my tomatoes. Yeah. I'll just sit outside and just feel the air just to get outside to breathe. Yeah, even and though like you know, even though it's cold outside, well, now it's cold in Maryland, Lord. Sometimes I, if I'm taking a break from my clients, I'll just go walk to the door and just open the door just to get the sunlight, feel the air, and then go back upstairs. So it just does something to your brain. I don't know. It just makes you all alert and stuff. I don't know. I can't describe it, but it makes you makes you happy with fresh air. It does. I agree. <laughs> all right. So thank you for that. On to the next question is, what advice or tips can you offer listeners battling seasonal depression this holiday season? I think we've kind of actually touched on some when talking about some of the breaks that you have been taking. If need be, like if you really feel like your seasonal depression is like really like you can't really manage it, I would say find a therapist. Um, You know, I'm not really a big person for medicine but maybe you might need to take some medicine um it's my cat like she she does the most but find a therapist if you really feel like your symptoms are unmanageable um 
you know, you might need medicine. Uh, it might not be like a long-term medicine thing, but you might just need medicine. Um, another thing, find a community, you know, friends, family, church members, anybody, well, not anybody, but people that you know who can like hold you accountable, check in with you, make sure you're okay. You know, we don't want you to fall off the deep end. So talk to somebody. Um, what else? Switch up your routine since it is darker at night. You know, try to do like your high energy things in the morning. Like try to be more productive in the morning because it is getting darker at five o'clock. Cause I know for myself at five o'clock, I'm ready to go to sleep, take a shower, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's true. Five, that's true. This is fast. Five, five thirty, six o'clock is like okay, lights out, time to go to sleep. Like I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Another thing, what else? Do things that make you happy. You know, if it's skincare, do that. If it's playing with your animals or your pets, to do that. Or playing with your children. If you have children, do that too. Um, just do the things that bring you joy. Um, and just don't suffer in silence. You know, just you know, tell someone what's going on with you and make sure that they are reliable and can check in with you. And that's a word there, a reliable person that can check in with you. Because you don't know, seriously, because one of my episodes was called Taking a Break to Reassess. And it's reassessing the people that we have in our lives. Mm-hmm. Make sure you are opening up. It's so easy to <laughs> think that we have somebody we're cool when we open up to them and yeah. they're not they're dealing with their own stuff. So they can't really be helping you and trying to help themselves. They're like half listening to you. <laughs> so get you a reliable person. That was a key word. When they forget to like call you on a Tuesday when you said, right. let's talk every Tuesday and they just forget. <laughs> Find you a good person. Get you a reliable person. <laughs> so yeah, I enjoyed that. And I, I do want to go back and touch upon what you said with finding a therapist because I do I'm <laughs> it's like I told you that I'm going to be 40 in May mm-hmm. and it tickles me in no to no end that I'm still finding people that are just like afraid of therapy mm-hmm. like they're so hesitant and I'm like and I feel like it's so out there now like Mm-hmm. there's yeah. apps you can text a therapist yep. right now your therapists are zooming people yeah. and facetiming people i just would have really thought we broke this stigma on getting help and talking to a therapist yeah. so i'm i'm always one for advocating for people especially people of color to talk to a therapist because you can only tell your pastor so much you cannot your pastor your mom your significant other they can only help you so much. Sometimes you're going to need somebody, like you said, you you might need medication. I'm not a proponent of a lot of medication, but for some people with certain mental illnesses, you might need that medication to help you. And your mama can't help you with that. You're going to need somebody to help you. And sometimes you might, you know, your seasonal depression. What if somebody in your family, your mom, your significant other also is suffering? You can't help each other through this yeah, I can't yeah, that's that's too much you yeah can't be helping each other and y'all both depressed like that's right that's not gonna work. <laughs> and especially especially now while we're in a pandemic and yeah. people are dealing with pandemic related depression mm-hmm. so if you're already depressed that person is already kind of depressed or suffering yeah. from some type of anxiety too 
that is possibly not going to be the person that's going to help you yeah. right now. Even, you know, even right now, there's pandemic-related depression. There's pandemic-related anxiety. Right. Um, I don't know. I've, I've a few clients that their anxiety is just through the roof. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't uh, know, yes. I don't even know where to start. I was like, what is going on? And that the article that you mentioned about how the pandemic is kind of like counteracting you know, mental health, mm-hmm. very true, because, you know, they're telling us to stay in the house, don't go around people, and that's almost like isolation, and one of the main things with depression is, like, you isolate yourself, that's one of the main symptoms, like, you isolate yourself, you're not interested in things anymore, like, that kind of, like, social isolation kind of feeds into, you know, regular depressive isolation. There you have it, folks. <laughs> I mean, you always come with all the facts and the knowledge, so. <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, it does because, like, you know, they're telling us on one hand to be safe, you know, take care of yourself, don't be around people, wash your hands five times, five million times a day. But then also on the flip side, the main thing of depression is isolate, like, you isolate yourself. So I could imagine, even if you've never been depressed before, how it feels just to be in the house all day, not with your friends, not with your people, like... I would be sad too. That's true. Well, Lauren, what are some, are there any parting tips, anything we haven't covered that you want to leave with the listeners? I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is just communicate with your family and friends. And if you need to, you know, go see a therapist, you know, get that help that you need. Yeah, I think that's about it. Right, ma'am. Tell the folks where they can find you out there on social media in the interwebs. The interwebs. Um <laughs> So my Instagram name is my first name, Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, my middle name, M-A-U-R-E-A underscore, yeah, that's correct, and then the Mentally Whole Podcast is on, I forget my, uh, I forget my Instagram name all the time, I don't even know why, because it was one thing for a really long time, so sometimes I'm like, oh, it's that, and I'm like, no, I changed it. The Mental Podcast is on Apple, Spotify, where else? iHeartRadio, and I think that's it. Uh-huh. Oh, on YouTube. On YouTube. <laughs> she on YouTube. She's on the YouTubes. Yeah. Uh, so, Apple, Spotify. Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And YouTube. And that's the Mentally Whole Podcast. I will have all that information in the show notes, um, as well as the link for the article. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. This was fun. It was. It's always fun. I'm sure we're going to have her back in season three. (laughs) Am I already speaking into existence? Bring me back. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right, everybody, stick around for the three breakaways. And I am back with the three breakaways. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you got a lot from Lauren about taking a break for seasonal depression or taking a break with those with seasonal depression. And I am going to start us off at breakaway number one. Find a community. Find a community. We all need someone, right? And I think that's the biggest lesson that has been learned by all these reports of pandemic-related mental health issues. Is As Lauren said, it's the isolation. If you're already suffering from depression, which is an isolating disease now to be mandated to be inside the house i'm not saying everybody run outside and and be free right but it's recognizing that to avoid 
these pitfalls of depression, these intense feelings or this intense anxiety if you have an anxiety disorder, we need to find a community. This could be going online. We love social media. There is actually depression support groups and social media, other anxiety and mental health related support groups online. Reach out, find some of those people, find some online message boards that serve as support groups. Reach out to people in your community. Some churches have in other support groups that used to be in person have moved to online platforms. Your primary care physician, your gynecologist, you know, someone in the medical field that you're already connected with might be a good starting point for those type of support group things. If you have a therapist, your therapist might know of some of those things. Also consider a pod. So we've been in the pandemic for this long. If you've been for this long without seeing someone, think about how you can introduce someone into your pandemic pod. I'm doing air quotes for the word pod. They talked about pods a lot with those of us who have children so that children can still socialize and won't be affected as much by these mental health issues during the pandemic. Grown-ups need pods too. So find someone else that you know is doing the right things. They're wearing their mask. They're not out in the clubs and things like that. And y'all form like a pod, a community, a partnership where you can go sit outside on your patio or have interactions together so that you're not in this isolation by yourself. You're building your own safe community, your own safe pod. All right, so breakaway number one, find a community. Breakaway number two, Lauren said switch up your routine. I am going to take that a step further and say set a routine. And here's the reasoning why. A lot of people are falling prey to certain things because we didn't have a routine going into the pandemic. And if we did, our routine kind of went out the window because this was just unprecedented. We didn't know what was happening. We didn't know what was going on. And so having a routine in general and for life in general, for your day to day is essential. I did a 5 a.m. morning challenge with Amber Aziza, look her up. And via that challenge, I now have a firm morning routine and I have an evening routine. And the thing about that is my morning routine, depending on the season, might switch up. My evening routine, depending on the season, might switch up. Right now it's fall. Whereas in the summer, my morning routine would be get up at 6.30, go for a walk, go for a run. It's dark now around here at 6.30. It doesn't, daybreak doesn't happen until 7.15. So now my exercise part, my walk or run has moved to the afternoon, maybe three or four o'clock. That's the switch up. Other things I have in my routine is like, you know, my little face washing routine in the morning. There's another face washing, face maintenance routine for my eating routine. But with that being said, switch up your routine. These routines give us something to look forward to. They give us a sense of stability, right? Like we have something that is in our control. So if you don't have a routine, take a break to set a routine. And if you do already have a routine, take a break to look at it, to reassess it, and see if you need to switch it up based on the season. Having a routine for people who are suffering from seasonal depression, generalized depression, generalized anxiety disorder, really helps in coming to terms with navigating that mental illness. So that's breakaway number two. Switch up your routine or set a routine. The final breakaway, breakaway number three. Find a 
therapist. Find a therapist. There are so many outlets for therapy now. I actually think I talked about this in another, in my last episode that kicked off this season when I was talking about taking a break during the holidays. And I know, I think we have spoken about therapy so many times on this podcast, but it bears repeating again. Let's take away the shame and the stigma to reaching out for someone, a medical professional for help, especially a therapist. If you were taught to keep things to yourself as a child, you know, don't air your business, throw that stuff out the window. Let's get this stuff off our back. Let's deal with it. As Lauren says, you might need a therapist because you might need medication. And there's no shame in that. Some mental illnesses need treatment with a medication just until you get on your feet and you start to get to the root of what is really going on there. A therapist is also someone, if you can't talk to a family member or a friend, maybe you're in a household where everybody is suffering from some type of mental illness it's kind of hard to lean on someone that is also suffering too. So you might need this third party person to talk to. A therapist is also good if you have symptoms that are just unmanageable. Don't suffer in silence. There are so many resources. Look up therapy in your area. Look up sliding scale therapy. I think the APA, American Psychological Association, possibly has a website Therapy for Black Girl I, for Black Girls is a podcast, but look them up. I think they also have a website that has resources. There are a lot of resources out here. Don't talk about insurance and, and fees and things like that. Everyone has something in place to help those of us who can't afford treatment. So just to recap the breakaways. Breakaway number one, find a community or pod. Breakaway number two, switch up your routine slash set a routine if you don't have one. And number three, find a therapist. Thanks for taking a break to listen to the episode. Connect with me at P.M. Kester. That's K-E-S-T-E-R on Instagram or email thekestergroup at gmail.com. As always, subscribe, rate, and review us on your platform of choice. Until next time, find a little time to take a break. Bye.